Hello everyone, today we will be studying the ninth chapter of Sefer Shoftim for Monday, March 4th. Welcome to all the listeners from Spotify onto other podcast platforms. I apologize for the inconvenience, I'm working on it. And yes, I do know that people have moved over. There is someone watching and reading where you are listening. Beware of those watching. So I apologize for that. If you prefer Spotify, I do hope to get it up soon again. Today we have the chapter that discusses Avimelech, son of Gidon. Right before Gidon died, a very successful judge. They loved him so much, they asked him to become like a king, where succession would take place from son to son. Gidon denied. And it tells us how he had many wives and he had a concubine. A concubine in the city of Shechem and gave birth to somebody by the name of Avimelech. Now in the previous chapter... When it, we heard about Avimelech, and we heard about the name Avimelech, it doesn't say that he called him Avimelech. The language of the Pasuk is, Vayasim es Shemo Avimelech. He placed his name Avimelech, as some suggest, Avimelech named himself Avimelech, which is a very easy name to sort of figure out the reasoning behind it if the person himself gave himself the name. What's the name? Avimelech, like father of kings or... Melech, kings, clearly the focus on kings and no, no, nothing hidden there from his intentions as we will read in our chapter today, the ninth chapter. Vayelech Avimelech, Ben Yerbal, remember, Avimelech was from a concubine. He wasn't from a wife of Gidon. Concubines refer to a type of marriage arrangements where the only thing you have is the I guess, living together, but not necessarily the responsibilities of marriage, like the ksuba. And that's the type of marriage he came from. Hence, we learn what type of children are produced in such a relationship. And that is our chapter. Avimelech goes to his mother's brothers, to to his family, and he tells them, and he says, speak to all the residents of Shem, what is good for you that all 70 sons of Yerubal, parentheses, Gidon, you want that all of his 70 children should be leaders together? Isn't it much better to have one person leading? Uzchatim, you should remember, ki we are relatives, I could rule over you and I could rule over all the Jewish people. Now the city of Shechem is an interesting city. As one of our devoted listeners in Baltimore pointed out earlier, we don't find anywhere, uh, really in Yeshua Shoftim, a focus, a mention of the conqueror of Shechem. And after looking through this subject a little bit, it came to my attention that Shechem was actually never a conqueror. There was a Chivite people, those are part of what we call the Canaanim, that lived in Shechem. And what's interesting to note is that Shechem was actually never a conqueror, at least on a whole. We definitely know that part of the city seemed to belong to Menashe. However, we don't find that However, we don't find that Shechem was conquered by any specific tribe, or at least the entire Shechem was conquered. Either way, he's telling all the residents of Shechem, instead of having 70 children from Gidon Haba, you have me. Their hearts leaned towards Avimelech, because they had said, we are Mishpacha, no, no greater cell than we are family. And they gave him 70 coins. Clearly, a... Uh, uh, symbolically giving over the 70 children of Gidon. You have permission 
to wipe them out. And that's exactly what happens. The Yavah base of Ephras, he comes to a place called Ephras, and he kills the brothers, 70 men. There was one person left over, and his name was Yosem. How interesting. His name is so similar to the word that we use, Yosema, a orphan. That's, mean, that's basically what he was, left without any family. Out of 70 children, one left. And all the cities of Shechem, they not only crowned him as a judge, they crowned him as a king. And it was told to Yosem that this is what was taking place. Yosem gets onto Mount Grizim and he gives the following parable. And he raised his voice, he screamed out this parable. He says, listen, inhabitants of Shechem. A tree went to anoint a king over themselves. First they went to the olive tree. Then they went to the fig tree. And they also went to the grapevine. And in each part of the parable, the fig, the olive tree, and the grapevine all say, no, no, it's fine. And then they go to the thorn, and the thorn says, yeah, if you follow me, I'll be your king. Clearly, the nimshal, the lesson over here, is that we had three great leaders, Asniel, Gidon, and Devorah. And each type of tree, olive, grapevine, and fig, is referring to one of them. And the commentaries uh, try to figure out which tree, the point being that they were humble enough to say, whoever God appoints, anoints, that's who will be the judge, that's who will be the king. But yet, you go to the thorn, and the thorn immediately says, yes. The Torah continues, If you've acted with honesty and sincerity, then great. But the same way, you know, there, his, sorry, not clear. Let's let's read that passage again. If you have acted with honesty and sincerity, if you've done good with your Baal and his household, and if you've acted toward him corresponding to the kindness, then fine. In other words, if you've crowned Avimelech yet, you know, and you also acted in kindness with your Baal's family, maybe we could talk. However, you rose up against my father's house today and murdered his sons. And you ruled and you anointed Abimelech as the king. Yosem says if you, that if not, may a fire go forth from Abimelech and consume the inhabitants of Shechem. And he curses the entire, all the residents of Shechem. Yosem runs away. He runs to a place called Be'er and he settles there because of Abimelech's brother, clearly worried about being murdered by his, I guess, stepbrother Abimelech. Now, the story here continues with Avimelech apparently uh, having a fractured relationship with the cities of Shechem, with the residents of Shechem. And not only that, Gaal, a fellow Gaal, son of Eved, that was his name, Gaal, also a maybe a common name in Israel. Gaal, the son of Eved, and his brothers uh, show up in Shechem. The inhabitants of Shechem had confidence in him. And basically, Gaal, you know, says very loudly, Mi Avimelech, who, who is this Avimelech? And who is Shechem that we should serve him? Is he not the son of Yerbal Zavul, not his officer? And he makes sort of this sarcastic comment. How about we choose Hamar Avi Shechem? In other words, where does Avimelech come from? Why should we go ahead and serve him? If only someone would give his people into my hand, then I would depose Avimelech. Enforce your army and come out. Basically, he was challenging Avimelech challenging the cities of the inhabitants of Shechem either to join him or to join Avimelech and we will go into battle. And the Torah continues and says that Avimelech and all the people with him rose up at night and set an ambush against Shechem and various uh, residents of Shechem uh, were murdered. Gal saw the people and said, Behold, people are descending from the mountain town. The Zavol said to him, You see the shadow of the mountains of this people. Gal continues to say, Behold, people are descending from the neighborhood land. 
One company is coming by the plane of Minonim. Zvul said to him, where then is your mouth that you would say, who is Avimelech? Is this not the people you scorned? Go ahead now, if you please, and battle it. So, a little bit unclear what this conversation is, but what comes out in verse, Pasuk Lamites, verse, Gal goes out and fights Avimelech. And what happened on that day? Avimelech pursued him and he fled before him. Many corpses fell upon the entrance of the gate. Avimelech settles in Aruma and Zuval drove out Gal and his kinsmen from living at Shechem. So it seems Gal suffered defeat. And it was the next day that people went out into the field and told this to Avimelech. And Avimelech goes ahead and sets another ambush. And Pashtu Vayamdu Pesach Sharishne, Russian Pashtu Kolosher Basad Yakum. Abimelech and the companies that were with him spread out and stood at the entrance of the city gate, and the other two companies spread out against all who were in the field. Abimelech fought against the city that day, and he occupied the city and killed the people who were in it. So again, there's this, you know, small little battles uh, taking place in the city of Shechem, outside the city of Shechem. And Abimelech goes to the Tower of Shechem and burns it down. Abimelech goes to the city of Tebez. Tevets, there was a strong tower, and all the men of the city of the flood and locked themselves in it and climbed to the roof of the tower. Avimelech reached the tower and fought against it. He approached the tower's entrance to burn it in fire, just like he had done in Shechem. However, there was one woman, a certain woman threw down part of an upper millstone on Avimelech's head and crushed his skull. Not the first head to be crushed by a woman and say for Shoftim. Check out the story of Devorah and Yael. But Avimelech, with a crushed skull, has the ability to tell a young lad next to him, it's a bring out your sword and kill me. Maybe they'll say about me, maybe they will say about me that a woman killed me. But it's great, Nara, and the Young lad struck the sword Vayamas and he died. Vayiru ishi saw kimesa Avimelech. The men of Israel saw that Avimelech had died, and each man went back to his place. Hashem repaid the evil Avimelech that he had done to his father by murdering his seventy brothers, and all the evil men of Shechem God Hashem brought back upon their heads, and the curse of Yosem came upon them. So Avimelech's end comes at the hand of a woman as he's coming to burn down the city. So this is, what's the point of this chapter? Again, obviously it's a story, but as you read every chapter, there, there's a lesson. There's something we're supposed to learn from the Torah. is not just a history book. So I think at one point that should be made is Gidon didn't have an opportunity to make a succession plan, and he did not. While it's possible that it came from humility, on the other hand, sometimes a leader has to step up, and because he left it open, and he had so many sons, perhaps had he appointed one son, had he made it clear, that none of this would have happened. So this is really just yet another example in the Torah, and there are actually many, and it's pointed out in the Chazal in a few places, where the humility got in their way of good and appropriate uh, leadership. And Avimelech took advantage of that opening and led a rebellion uh, which took hold in the city of Shechem. It's a little bit unclear how far out as well. This It's a little bit hard, to, it's hard to call it a rebellion because who's he rebelling against? No one was actually appointed. But what it did lead to is that he killed the 70 brothers of Gidon. 
this is an example. This is the first time we've had one Jew killing another Jew in the Book of Shavuot. Not a pleasant story to read, but this definitely continues the downward spiral that we continue to read in the Book of Judges, leading, God willing, to the story of the appointment of real kings, Shaul, and of course David Melech, that will bring the Jewish people back to where they are supposed to be. With that, we conclude our study of Navi for the day. As always, thank you so much for taking time today to study some Navi.